Hello, this is Odd Spots. I'm Ryan Mullen. This is a podcast. I'm the host of the podcast. And you clicked on this podcast. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for telling your friends. Appreciate that too. On this episode, I talked to Christo Kyriakakis. Christo and I, we do talk about animation during this episode, but we mostly talk about Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, I have played it once, but it was like a one-off time I played while... Christo is a fanatic, would that be the right word? Is a, I guess fan. He's so passionate about D&D that he themed his wedding on D&D. And I was lucky to be part of it. I got to take photos at it and be part of that surreal experience. And we talk about it in this episode. So let's just get to it, shall we? Uh, play the clip. I'm here with Christo Kyriakakis. Christo, where are we? What does it look like? And what are the sounds you might be hearing during this podcast? All right. Well, currently we are in the Ottawa Library, uh, out in the back. <laughs> and uh, it's a nice dark night outside. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, uh, it's getting winter, that's for sure. Uh, besides that, uh, noises you might hear is other people walking by, shuffling, uh, books being turned. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is the library that's in, what is this? The Meridian? Is that what this is called? Uh, so it's the Meridian Theater, but this is like the Ben Franklin Place. Okay. So this is like the Ottawa Public, li- Public Library. Okay. And, but it's like attached to the Centerpoint Theater. Yeah. And what else is in here? Do you know? Like, um, like, is that a museum or something? Or I think there's a museum in here. I'm not, too, <laughs> I'm not too 100% sure. I've been here a couple of times when there's like the big Pokemon Go craze because this is like oh, one of those okay. stops. Uh, but besides that, like... Yeah, there's the theater, there's the library, and then uh, I think there's like other things, but across the road. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Yeah, I've been here for some shows, like actually some comedians or podcasts. I've seen them here. Like this is a, a go-to spot because of the size. Oh. Yeah, like I saw Kevin Smith and Burt Kreischer here. And oh shit, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's an interesting spot. I'm like, oh, this is this is where they go. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> I'm down. Um, so yeah, I wanted to talk to you about a variety of things, but the first thing I wanted to go with was, I was curious about how you started with animation, like drawing, like, what do you remember? Like the beginning of that for you? Like what, what were the first couple of things you were drawing? So you're going to laugh about this. Yeah. Um, before this, uh, before I got into the industry, I had no inclination of being an animator okay. or anything like that. The only reason I got in was because of my, uh, my wife, Tabitha. Okay. So she was an animator at, uh, at big jump yeah. at the time and they were looking for a production assistant to oh. just come in. Okay. So yeah. yeah, it threw me off cause I was like, Oh, you know what? I've never thought of it before that way. So I'll give it a try. And it's been kind of like a roller coaster since then. Oh, okay. So I'm more administration side. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Not as much drawing. Not as much drawing on my side. Okay. Um, I tend to deal more with uh, the clients themselves. Okay. Figure out like what's the vision that they're trying to go through, making sure that the artists get their stuff done on time. Okay. <clears throat> the, the worst case is like when there's deadlines to hit and they haven't hit it, I have to be the one to triage that and figure really? out how to okay. bridge the gap between the client and... Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, your title is production supervisor, is that, so, um, or it varies depending on projects? It, it depends okay. on projects, um, but currently right now my title is production coordinator. Okay. So I just, uh, basically I work underneath a project manager just to streamline anything that menial task works that they don't want to do. So it's okay. a step above assistant, Okay. <clears throat> but it's still, a l- there's still quite a bit. Like my days are usually pretty full. Yeah. There's always something different that happens or a different problem that's be figured out what happened today if you can talk uh, about today. that today so uh we got a bunch of notes in from the client on specific things they want done so mm-hmm. i had to had the glorious task of inputting these into the uh into our tracker system okay um but putting these in the tracker system sometimes like there's discrepancies so i have to like go through make sure with the director okay do these make sense mm-hmm. um but besides that uh putting through I had to go and check with them to make sure that because we have an episode going out tomorrow, we have uh, revisions going out tomorrow. So we have like a lot of, like today's like the prep up day because tomorrow's our delivery day. Okay. And we're delivering, I think it's three episodes a week currently. Wow. And that is for Kingdom Force? Is that the one you're working on now? Currently we're working on Kingdom Force. It just aired at the time of recording this last week. Okay, cool. And another episode airs tomorrow. Cool. Not tomorrow. Uh, Saturday. Sure. Um, I looked at like kind of a, I think maybe a trailer, or a couple of pictures of it, and it looks to me like a mix of like rescue heroes and Power Rangers, but with animals. Yeah, it's like a it's like a weird like Voltron mix of okay. stuff. So it's 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 endearing. It's very nice. It's for mm-hmm. kids, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, there's some a little bit of adult themes sometimes in there mm-hmm. too. So 
at least something that parents can look at and be like, oh, yeah. okay, yeah, there's something for me in here. Okay. And I know you worked on, did you work on animals? I did work on okay. animals season two, not okay. season three as much. Okay. Um, yeah, I worked on that. I worked on F is for Family season yeah. two. Yeah, cool. I've worked on Superhero Girls, which is on Cartoon Network right yeah. now. Uh, yeah, it's on Teletoon. Yeah, like, it's on, on Teletoon. 8 p.m. on Sundays. Like I went to the website, just Teletoon, <laughs> and it was one of the top things. Yeah, as, so um, That's so cool. Yeah, I got to work on the series for that and the uh, shorts that went up on YouTube as well. Cool, uh, yeah. So the shorts were actually done like fully in-house. Like We mm-hmm. ordered it. We made the stories up, too, yeah. so it was really nice. What do you Do you have a preference? Uh, would you rather work on the mature thing that your friends can all like, or do you like having something that may be like a future kid of yours, or if you know any kids that are super excited to... It's a, it's, a, it's in half and half. Yeah. Like really, like I do like working on the mature stuff so I can show my family and yeah. friends kind of thing. But I have a lot of family that's very young mm-hmm. right now. So being able mm-hmm. to like this is more my first like the first two shows that I've been able to actually like showcase to my yeah. nephews. I'm like, hey, like you guys can watch this. Yeah. <laughs> Don't watch the other stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a little vulgar. And what have they thought? What have the, been their reception? Uh, so far they loved it. Like yeah. so far they're really into it. They're it's the bright colors. Like yeah. again, they're young, so they're not understanding everything that's happening. But mm-hmm. uh, even then like my family has been watching and they're like, oh that's actually really good. Like it's wow. uh, cool. The animation quality's been like through the roof stellar because it's also my Kingdom Force is my first three D show that I've ever worked on. Okay. So the pipeline's different, terminology is different but okay. I'm still understanding a lot of new stuff. Okay, cool. And um, if you were a kid, do you think you would watch these shows, like Superhero Girls? Would that be a show you would watch? If When I was a kid, Superhero Girls mm-hmm. for sure, 100%, just because the animation style is like very wacky, mm-hmm. very... Uh, like snappy in your face. Yeah. Um, Kingdom Force, I probably would have watched too because it looks like a more refined version. I find it like a Beast Wars. Okay. In that sense, I liked it a yeah. lot. So I'd probably lean more though as a kid. I'd lean more towards Superhero Girls just because yeah, okay. Superheroes was always my jam when I was a kid. Did it ever bother you? Or did you? Would you watch shows that had female leads? Did that ever like affect? Your nice. viewing? No, I used to watch Xena Warrior Princess okay, all yeah, the time yeah. when I was a kid. So it was, to me, it's as long as the story's good, I don't care who's yeah. starring in it. Yeah, I was the same way. Like I watched like Brace Face or or whatever shows <laughs> that face. that worked. Or yeah, I came in like I don't know that's so Raven or the Daria. Things, um, no, I never watched that for some oh. reason. Not not because of any specific reason. I just just missed. I missed it. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. fair. I, lo- I love going around animation studios. Like I've been to Big Jump, and I, I love looking at the desks. <laughs> Is there any other industry that has more toys on their work desks than the animation industry? To be honest, I've yet to see it. It's <laughs> ridiculous. Like some people have, like I know, because um, there used to be Nerf Gun Wars at yeah. the studio, mm-hmm. and they've had to kind of outlaw it because <laughs> it got too aggressive. Yeah. Uh, so one guy actually made like a full-on like plastic shielding around his cubicle. So it oh like God. goes up almost to the roof. So when people shot, it would just bounce off. <laughs> yeah, that is so fun. But yes, I, mm. I get how um, that can be an issue when you're having Nerf Wars every day. And it's like, well, uh, so you're going to be really going <laughs> after someone if they hit get you in the eye. Exactly. Like you want to make sure like everyone's at least safe to a certain yeah. degree, right? But uh, no, like toys wise, like even myself, I have a, a bunch. Like mm-hmm. I have a whole uh, set. Like when my friends 3D printed uh, one of those hammers from Destiny. Okay. So I have one set up on my desk. Like it showcases yeah. to everyone so they see it. <laughs> and uh, I'm guessing Kingdom Force and these things are going to have their own toys. So are you going to buy those? Uh, I want to 100%. Yeah. Like the there's the main uh, like robot, like Alpha Mech. I okay. want that so bad just because you can like pose them out and make cool poses with them. So I'm like, yes, I want that so bad once it comes out. That's cool. When you were a kid, also, I'm I'm curious. Did would you watch shows you weren't supposed to? Like, I'm, I, 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 like, <laughs> would you have watched Animals or F is for Family at, oh. at at what age? Do you think you would have started like trying to sneak that, sneak those peaks? Me and my me and my older sister, we would sneak because we're only like, two years okay. apart in age wise. So we would both sneak in, well, around like a 10, o'clock, 10, 11 o'clock at night when we were like eight or nine okay <clears throat> and we would go watch beavis and butthead yeah <laughs> which no <laughs> you're never you're allowed to, to do you're not supposed to uh but we watch beavis and butthead we watch some like other shows that we really shouldn't be watching at that yeah. age like sometimes there was like the very adult cartoons that would show up around sure 10. so there's like nudity and stuff yeah we're like what is this <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah i remember i think I think I was allowed to watch Simpsons pretty young, but it was like a South Park, something like that. That's what I was like yes. watching whenever I could. South Park was outlawed. We were not allowed <laughs> to watch South Park, but Simpsons, they didn't care as much, even though it's probably just as bad. Yeah, I would say so. It's just like the kids are just so vulgar. Like Cartman is like just such a, I was watching it the other day and my mom like went, walked by the room and was like, oh, that, that is awful. I'm like, yeah, that, 
that's the point. The whole he, he point is, is yes. to be vulgar, to be in your face about it. Like, yeah. It's different. I found with Simpsons, it's very much a subtle way of being mm-hmm. vulgar. Like when they use like flowery language in the sense of like, oh, eat my shorts. Yeah. He's telling you to eat shit. <laughs> like, <he's laughs> yeah. not, there's no like sugar coating. He's just yeah. being formal about it so it can get around parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's an interesting way. Of, but and that show is so funny too, where it's like, there's so many um, kids merchandise for it. Like there's like so many like kids sized shirts of Bart and stuff. <laughs> or that's a weird, yeah. It but. throws off because like a, a lot of times they're not like there's a lot of adult themes, especially in these shows. Like mm-hmm. uh, looking at Simpsons just recently, they had like to deal with like the death of one of the characters. Sure. And it's like, that's, that's a heavy topic to go with it with kids. And that's why mm-hmm. they're kind of like changing their age range. It's no longer meant for kids. It's growing up with us. Like, yeah. especially for our generation. Like you look at uh, animation, it's becoming more and more prevalent these days just because of how uh, we grew up with it when we were kids mm-hmm. we had simpsons but then as we were getting older the ter- like the the terms they're using or the the themes that they're pushing out are getting more and more dark or more mm. and more real okay <clears throat> yeah, i mean i'm watching new rick and morty and there's <laughs> there is stuff in that that is like intense oh that just is the- <laughs> a thousand percent meant for adults <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh crap what did that just remind me of fuck it <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> I had something else about animation, but I guess maybe I'll get back to that Damn. in a little bit. I am very curious about your love of D and D. How many campaigns are you in right now? Currently speaking, I I DM. Let's see, I DM two different campaigns once a month. Okay, and I play in another game every two weeks, and I okay. play in another game once a month. Okay, so, so four campaigns total. Wow, about yeah. And that's a lot, right? Yeah. (laughs) Considering, like, I'm always prepping up something. Like, um, one of the campaigns, at least the once a month play, is when we can get together. So it's not, like, it's set in stone, like, every month we have to play. It's Mm -hmm. like, okay, if it went to two months, whatever, it's fine. But one of the campaigns that we've been in, that I've been playing in for the past three and a half years are going on. It's been every second Saturday for, like, three years. And I think we've missed maybe a month total. And so for something like that, what happens when someone dies? Do they just make a new character or are they like banned from the group? Like, no. so, <laughs> how does that um, work? Because we're all a bunch of friends and we like, yeah. to play, like, we like to play imaginary with each other. Yeah. So basically when you die, there's a chance of your friends bringing you back because there are spells and whatnot that you sure. can use. Okay. But if there's nothing like everyone's resources are yeah. tapped out, yeah. you can maybe make a deal with like uh, an oligarch somewhere okay. and he can get you in back. At, or, but if there's like no way that you can be brought back, then at that point we'd re-roll a new character. Okay. Same stats. We organically try to introduce them into the party. So really? it's not like okay. just like, oh yeah, Bert 2 is here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so that's your job as the DM to figure out how to make this all smooth and everyone having fun. Mm-hmm, exactly. Like the the main point I find of D&D and like I find I see a lot of people tend to get like terse about it is D&D is never supposed to be DM versus the players. Mm-hmm. It is supposed to be a uh, a narrative storytelling that you're bringing your friends along who are the main characters. Yeah, so okay. You, you want to give them challenge, yes, but at the same time as a DM, you don't want to make it so it's like so difficult that it's like from the get-go they're going to lose. You yeah. want always a, a way kind of like me as a dm i always try to leave a way out like okay surrender is an option running away is a great option mm. no one does that no one <laughs> runs away <Yeah. clears throat> they always look like no we can beat it i'm like all right cool we'll see how this goes oh, okay but i try not to shoehorn the ideas i try to leave it organic so it's like you're still thinking you're still you're still players they're still alive like yeah in that sense like you can't just be like no, we can beat it. And then when shit goes bad or shit hits the fan, you're not like, oh, well, you didn't tell us. I'm like, you're, you can think. Like, it's not hard. Huh. Sometimes if I see, like, things are going really bad, I'll tell them, like, okay, you know what? Do an, uh, an intelligence roll just to, you know, like, give you a little insight. And it's like, yeah, yeah you, man, there's that nice, tasty exit, like, 10 feet away. <laughs> Maybe you should look at it. Okay, interesting. How many campaigns have you been a part of? Uh, to be honest, not that many. Like, oh, okay. So... There's the um, the main campaign that I've been on for the three years. Mm. I ran a campaign for about a year and a half, and okay. that ended. Um, I was another camp. So wait, uh, one, two, three, four, eight campaigns. Okay. Since I've started. Okay, but they can be <laughs> years long. Exactly. Like uh, one campaign, like, like I said, like, I've been three and a half years. Another campaign that I'm doing right now, that's once a month. It's going on its second year anniversary already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and do you do something special? Like you got do your characters have cake? 
No, <laughs> sadly, like uh, it's it's more like we just think of it like last second. It's all like, yeah. oh, like this is our like our second. You've been doing this a lot. Oh, yeah. shit, <laughs> like it's it throws us off. But I know like right now with our like our three year long campaign. Uh, with the DM, uh, me and a couple of players have been talking like maybe getting some like varsity jackets for when we end the campaign. <laughs> <clears throat> Just something like cool to remember like the, our story. How do you know when it's over? Well, that's the thing. Um, so currently the the three-year campaign, we're running a specific storyline. So okay. this one, it's we're running, uh, it's called Rise of Tiamat. So it's They're a, already made. It's a pre-made okay, module. You're not making them. Yeah, so this okay. one's a pre-made module that uh, our friend's been running, but okay. he's added his own flavors into it. Like okay. he's changed the home rule, but... His end goal is that, oh, you might fight, like, this major god. Okay. Once we do that, like, we can still continue, but we're also level 16. By the time we're supposed to fight her, we're going to probably be level 20. Okay. But you can't go higher than that afterward, and that okay. turns into rocket tag. I what does that it. mean? So it just means that everyone can kill everyone in one shot. Oh, okay. <laughs> So it's like, oh, it's, it gets to the point of, like, it's almost like you're playing level one again. Yeah. <laughs> because everything okay. can kill everyone so quickly. So you're like, yeah. oh, okay, so I've already made my build. I've already done this. I find the sweet spot for most campaigns is when you're around like 10, level 10, level 11. It's like you have a build going, but you're not like crazy overpowerful. You're not gods among the earth. You're just, you're the heroes. Yeah. Okay. And what is the appeal? What's, what's the... What's the reason people are so into it? Is it the improv aspect? Is it the the world? Is it the characters you can build of yourself? The creativity of that? Uh, the miniatures? Do you have miniatures that you play with? <laughs> so, like what? Yeah, it, it all depends, right? Like uh, for myself, like I, I myself love the RP aspect. So I love being creative. I love mm. making new characters. I love uh, making a setting and a world and mm-hmm. using that. Um, we like playing with miniatures too but mm. my favorite is just doing theater of the mind yeah so instead of having like a, a okay. map laid out for everybody yeah. like if it's a huge important battle yeah. i will i'll do a map out but if it's just like oh you're just fighting like a bunch of wild boar across okay. the side of the road i'm not gonna explain i'm, I'm not gonna draw out a whole Where elaborate are, side of the road yeah get everyone to bring minis in yeah so <clears throat> one thing i did with my my campaign that's been running for a little bit now um so they're called the <laughs> Mighty Misfits. Okay. So they're all like a bunch of random races. There's not yeah. anyone that's a human. Okay, <laughs> so yeah. So it's, it's kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, but they're all together. And um, like I made them for like the first session. I'm like, okay, well, tell me what your characters are. We did a couple sessions. And then after we were like, all right, you know what? Let's design our characters. Let's mm. go ahead. Like, And since most of the people that are in this group are all artists, they were able to design their characters pretty easily. Yeah, okay. Um, and the nice thing we were able to do was um, there's like a, a website called Akira Forge, and you can oh, design your character I've, and I've, make your miniature. I used to do something like that. I think some kind of hero maker, hero creator when, mm-hmm. I, was, when I was younger. Yeah, there's a bunch of them. So now there's like there's one called HeroForge.net. And yeah, that okay. one, it's like you can make it with like, you can do advanced posing now. So it's like a little okay. like, 3D model and you can like shape it however you want. You can change the facial features and make it look. I forgot about that <laughs> completely. Now I'm just remembering all the different yeah heroes or things you make because you can customize every part of them. Or now, now I'm sure, yeah, they're so advanced. It's crazy. So it's, uh, and basically the way it works is um, you can either you order it in and then you can either get it them to print it for, you, for yourself so they 3d print it, okay yeah or you can download the actual stl file if you have your own 3d printer okay wow so then it's like you create everything there you don't have to have a special program on your computer Holy. it's just go in the browser design what you want okay cool we're good to go wow that is nuts it's gone crazy like there's so many like the fact that how much stuff like D related has come out is getting to a point of craziness almost mm-hmm. like the fact that you can buy a twenty thousand dollar gaming table to play D D on is voo. wow yeah <laughs> well speaking of specific like that your wedding was D <laughs> yes themed. it was i was the photographer at that wedding and it was so surreal <laughs> and so interesting where i'm not ever going to do another wedding again like i i feel oh, like i peaked thanks, at that one like I, it, it can't get better than that for me I, and i find them to be so much pressure that one was so casual and comfort uh, comfortable for me because i know you guys and i already and I had i knew some other people there but it was mm-hmm. such a cool yeah just like it, I said, surreal. It was a nice concept. Like, and when we first told like our family, like yeah. we we're doing a themed wedding, they're like, "Wait, what?" Yeah. <laughs> and like my dad had nothing to do with like fantasy stuff like that. Yeah. It's not his forte. Yeah. He likes like watching the Greek Channel at home, and that's about it. Like, it's mostly what's how on it goes. the Greek Channel. Uh, Greek news. Like, sometimes <laughs> they sing. I don't know. It's weird shit. I don't know. <laughs> Didn't really watch it much myself. Uh, but I got him to actually dress up. Yeah. Which threw me off, and which really like brought in like a like, I guess a closeness to me and him. Because yeah. I'm like, you never do this shit. Like wow. you never do it. And the fact that you're willing to do this for my wedding day, I'm like, awesome. That's Thank awesome. You. Yeah, that's so cool. How long did it go from traditional wedding to this theme idea? How long? 
Did, never thought never was, was going to be traditional no, right i didn't want to do traditional like um I, the only thing at one point we were looking at even just doing justice of the peace like just doing a quick thing okay at the city oh hall. wow <laughs> and then we're like yeah we ended up we ended up talking about it and then going about like our our family like you know we do want to throw a party for everybody we do want to like have a, a fun time yeah why not right yeah <clears throat> but after we're all like once we really start about it, we're like we're not going to do traditional we were not traditional people yeah. we can't <laughs> originally like originally originally it wasn't supposed to be at that farm we were supposed to do it at um uh, my parents had uh 95 acres of property okay so <laughs> it's like in the forest and we were going to go out there and make a clearing like completely cut some some trees yeah. and make a full-on clearing but in the end like it just wasn't feasible with how like the weather was going to be the ground okay. wasn't working well so then we started looking elsewhere and that's when yeah. we found that uh the farm found Roy. yeah oh okay that's what it's yeah <laughs> wow yeah no it was so cool to see i mean uh, every part of it but just uh, uh, what i tell people is like seeing the elderly people like the, like and children running around dressed in medieval times. I got the, it just, it was just, yeah. Oh yeah. It's it <laughs> out of this, literally out of this world. It was a indeed. surreal <laughs> moment for sure. Yeah. Like it was just nice. Like being able to like being up there on the, uh, at the altar and all my groomsmen were all dressed up as like <clears throat> in medieval garb. It was just like, Oh wow. Like not even traditional, like, Oh, we're knights and Kings. Yeah. No, no. Like this is like peasant. Like this is not yeah. meant to be like, Oh, we're the rich we're people. The best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, that's a lot of... What kind of things did you have to come up with for detail-wise? Like, I, I know some of them, but what were some of the things you're like, we need this, we need that, like the D, uh, the D20 the to roll for all the... For the yeah, kiss. for our games. Yeah, the game thing, that was actually... We came up with it like the week before. Okay. Well. We were like, you know, like let's try to incorporate D&D <laughs> yeah. itself into something. Because like, yeah. <clears throat> even then, like when we were getting close to the day, we were like, okay, well, like we're going to do something different. Like our, our cake itself was going to be dragon scales. Okay. Because <laughs> we're like, oh, why not? Let's do it. Yeah, like, yeah. let's just go full on into this. Like what? Like, I don't see why we wouldn't at that point. It's like yeah. in for a penny, in for a pound. Might as well go yeah. for it. But yeah, like going through like the thought process mm-hmm. and all that stuff, it was, it was hilarious. Like I, I was glad at the time I was off from work. Mm-hmm. So I was able to like really just focus in on the planning. So it uh, helps like when talking about it with like, like with yourself, like with, mm-hmm. uh, as a photographer standpoint, and then talking about with the kick decorators and mm-hmm. talking about it with the venue, they're like, no, this is an amazing idea. Let's yeah. do this. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, like I said, I can never do another <laughs> just because I've only done a handful and uh, most of them have gone well. Most. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but just the, like, unlike you guys, like some people have just such a, it, you guys had a vision also, but some people, their vision is like a little bit, not as close or nice. <laughs> like to, hey, I'm assuming they, they want, want like traditional, traditional. Yeah, pictures. exactly. <laughs> we knew like exactly like when we saw your pictures when you were doing like the big jump uh, mm-hmm. party at House of Tark. Yeah, and that was the style we wanted, which was yeah. more candid, which is more like catching the moments, mm-hmm. not like staged. Yeah, like, that's yeah, the one exactly. thing we didn't want was staged. Like, yeah, 100 staged po- photos. Yes, mm-hmm. we wanted some, mm-hmm. and that's normal. Yeah, but you had your weapons, and, yeah, our weapon cool. stuff. Like when <laughs> yeah. we were doing the stuff in the forest, kind of thing, right? Like it was that's what we wanted. But like when we were like telling you like oh last yeah. minute hey let's go out to the pirate ship and let's just yeah, climb it and take exactly. some photos <laughs> that is the best that's that's what i'm <laughs> down for yes let's go do that <laughs> yeah that's cool so i um i know that you're a fan of critical role yes it's a podcast a D podcast it is a D&D so podcast. i tried to look it up and see what it was about because i've heard about it before but i i looked on their youtube channel and the most recent thing i found was them doing a live show where they filled a theater yeah, a full theater of their fans were watching them play D anD D for four and a half hours. Yeah, this is a crazy time that we're living I know. in. It's well, it's the fact that it's. I think the big thing, at least for their success wise, is the fact that they already had fandoms following them because so they're each voice actors. They're all voice actors, okay. so they've all played in many games. Like uh, okay. Liam O'Brien has voiced the voice. Uh, he did the voice of. Uh, Dan in World of Warcraft. Okay. Uh, Matt Mercer does McCree from Overwatch. Yeah, okay, um, cool. Travis Willingham did Colonel Mustang in Full Metal Alchemist. Okay. Colonel <laughs> Lord, Mustang. Yeah. That's he, not the Colonel Mustard. I thought no, you were going to say. No, no, no. Um, same thing. Like, all of them have done, like, a lot of work in voice oh, acting. Oh, okay. Um, actually, one of the more prolific ones right now is uh, Ashley Johnson. 
she was the uh, the blonde haired okay. uh, one that was like very much a Bostonian accent. Okay, yeah. Um, so in she's normally on the TV show from NBC's Blind Spot. So okay. she actually does full on acting. Yeah. But she also played the voice of Ellie in Last of Us. Oh, okay. Wow. <clears throat> so like a lot of them have done like crazy big interesting. Stuff. Okay. So they already had like a little bit of following, and when people okay. found out, oh, these guys get together once a week every week to play Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. How could you not want to hear a bunch of voice actors doing voices and doing a story? Okay. Interesting. I yeah, I didn't I didn't know all this before, and mm-hmm. so I'm like, who are these very dramatic people? Well, I'm like, these people are definitely were into the, the drama. Yeah, I didn't realize that they literally were all voice actors, and that's how they were so so into it, so good. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Hmm. Interesting. No, yeah, it's weird. Like it's the fact that D and D has now taken like a very big pop culture turn. Stranger Things is now Stranger Things so is pushing more. it. Uh, Rick and Morty just released their own. Uh, Did thing. they? Oh wow! Yeah, w- w- officially with Wizards of the Coast, the guys yeah. who like handled D and D. Yeah. So they have like it's a starter set, but made with Rick and Morty involved so you have like a, a book that has like a bunch of annotations from rick calling you a dumbass for not That's knowing awesome. stuff that is so <laughs> awesome and weird yeah i love what they're doing just like all the rick and morty universe of like being everywhere like, why not right like yeah I, I myself sadly i haven't been able to watch this new season as okay. much yet but of what i'm hearing it's still amazing to watch and i should <laughs> yeah yeah exactly do you have any uh, standout moments from like D that you would like that were like those are like does it happen? Is there anything like that? Or you're like, wow, that is, this was a crazy time or thing to have happen. <laughs> so uh, this is something that uh, my character in the three-year campaign, so his name mm-hmm. is A-Wright Jank, okay. which when I first made him, he was a war cleric. Okay. Uh, so his name was uh, translated directly from like uh, Forgotten Realms, like Lizard Folk. His name translates directly from uh, Lizard Folk to uh, Warhammer. Okay. So I just used it as a right jank because he always used a warhammer. He's okay. a war cleric. I'm like, yeah, it's gonna be hilarious. Yeah. So uh, that guy, my guy, was a cocky son bitch. <laughs> so <clears throat> I would go. Uh, we got to this point where there was a cave, and we saw a bunch of guys run into the cave, and we're like, oh, mm-hmm. you know what? Like we haven't surrounded. They're not gonna be able to get out. We'll be able to coax them out, rescue the prisoners, and we'll be hailed as kings or whatever in mm-hmm. this town. And my guy decided uh, smartly. Well, we'll put that. Uh, he cast a spell on his. <clears throat> on his uh, voice to make it sound booming and loud and he's yeah. basically taunting the people in the cave come on out we've already taken care of your guards yeah you might as well come out uh, but you know, in a little more colorful words yeah. um, and then all of a sudden uh, we started hearing like minds of moria style drumming turns out there's like a whole army okay. <laughs> within those caves yeah. and we're, we're six people yeah. we're like Oh, oh no, 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 no! We can't <laughs> handle this. And all my friends are looking at me like, "Why would you do that? Why yeah. would you do that? We could just snuck in and we'd yeah, be fine." Yeah. But you decided to alert the whole damn cave. Yeah. So they ended up like rushing out to us. So we ended up causing a cave in and then just like booking it and okay. running away. Huh. Uh, coming back like a couple days later in game time, and then showcasing that they have dug their way out and they're okay. gone. And we're like, "No!" <laughs> and then. Of course, like inside that cave, there was a dragon egg that the druid could have found, and we just okay. saw the remains of like the shell. Oh, okay. So our DM like tends to give us little tidbits after where he's like, "Oh yeah, you could have like a hundred percent like just grabbed a dragon, had a dragon pet." And we're like, the druid looks at me, "Are you Could just because you yelled? Because <laughs> you yelled, you cost me having a mount." Do people do things that are out of their um, actual character, but more in the character of their character? Like, like you wouldn't do that, but you're like, my character might. So that's a big thing. Um, <clears throat> I try to keep it like when it comes to like meta gaming. So mm-hmm. like me, especially as I DM, I yeah. know what some monster stats are. Yeah. But my character doesn't know that. Okay. So I won't play with like my mind and like, oh no, I know they're like they yeah. can't see in the dark. In my head, I'm like, no, my character wouldn't know that. Why would wow. he know that? So I try to compartmentalize yeah. and make it that like, you know, when I think of it as my character, it's my character. When I'm DMing is a different story. I know these things because I have to as a, mm-hmm. a as a the dungeon master yeah but when it comes to a playing i fit with what's available for my character so then i'll ask the dm would my character know this and he'll be like no he led the secloidered life or he was a in a in a seminar for like the longest time of his life so no hmm. he would never have known cool wow. i don't know it <laughs> that is such a weird way of having to do things or like okay i have to kind of like handicap yourself exactly and that's the thing like especially by your role DM, playing yeah exactly role playing that's my that's mm-hmm. what i like though like being mm-hmm. able to role play a character that you normally would never do like yeah um, i remember once when i was playing a couple years ago i was playing a pathfinder character and i decided to model him after hansel and gretel 
Okay. So he was Hansel and he had a fear of ovens, like (laughs) deathly afraid of ovens. It turns out I ended up getting killed by an oven in the campaign, which was perfect because the DM knew it. So he used it to my disadvantage. Yeah. But it's like little things like that. Like it's the nice thing with D&D and whatnot is that you can play anything. Like it's... Mm. Um, I ran uh, a bunch of one shots for Extra Life uh, not too long ago, so okay. we were doing an Extra Life with work, and I ran four games within twenty four hours. Okay, <clears throat> well, all each about four hours, and each. that's a stream for charity. Yeah, it's normally yeah. a stream for charity, and all proceeds went to the, our local hospital. So for us, it cool. went to Chio. Yeah, and so it was nice, and it's just to bring like you know attention to kids and attention to the hospital, and, mm-hmm. and you so get to play games. <laughs> you get to play games for twenty four hours, so why not? It's like yeah. just a perfect thing to do. So and I decided to run D and D games, and mm-hmm. a lot of people who had never played before. Uh, one person came to me and they asked me, it's like, is it possible I can be like a half squirrel person? <laughs> I'm like, there's no race, but let's figure it out. Like, wow. well, I don't see why not. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to say like, no, this don't exist in the world. I'm like, no, yeah. we're playing. It's for fun. Made, you're playing makeup. We're you can't make make-up, up your makeup. <laughs> exactly. I can't tell you that my make belief is better than your make yeah, That's yeah. not how that works. And so when people come up to me with like crazy ideas, I'm mm-hmm. like, well, let's do it. So what you would do for that is you would find something that's similar to a squirrel person and then give those mm-hmm. stats to this to world person exactly or uh, in the sense of uh, in this case what i did was like you know what you used to be human and you had a mm-hmm. let's say your girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever that was human as well and you both got hit with a curse from an evil mage that turned you like your girlfriend got turned into a full squirrel and you only got yeah. hit with half of it yeah so you're half squirrel so your stats stay as a human but okay. you have the physical attributes of a squirrel mm-hmm. and, okay. and i had like a couple extra things like oh you know what you have keen smell you're good at smelling things out because you, you know you got a rodent nose yeah stuff like that <laughs> why not <laughs> yeah no that's that's exactly it like why not like it's kind of that's why i was so surprised at how like yeah improv it is like yes and mm-hmm. like you're just like okay let's just go with this let's see where this goes yeah that's that's one thing like i always play with the rule of cool kind of style mm-hmm. option which is yeah, if I find it's cool, fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> like, why not? Let's see how it does, and I'll just attribute a certain type of role to go with it. Let's say it's, oh, on the top of a, a 100-foot cliff, but I see there's an enemy down there. I want to jump off the cliff. I'm like, cool, like, you're going to take damage because no way in hell are you going to land and not die. Yeah. So let's see how much you deal to the guy as well, so that way we can you know even it out and maybe you're lucky maybe you're one of those guys who has like a special ability that instead of dying you come back at one hit point so you're on the ground legs broken going i did it yeah (laughs) and would um would a D &D show would that be like a dream job if you got to work on something like that oh man i'm i'm not 100 percent sure on that as much as like it'd be cool i don't ever want to turn into a chore or a job i like i like playing it and it does have it has infiltrated a lot of aspects of my life Mm -hmm. currently but I find that That's if I were level, to make yeah. my job being mm. that, like, I don't, I don't think I could ever accept payment from my friends to be a DM. Like, okay. I, I, that's the one thing. Like, I choose to DM campaigns or whatever to just be fun and have fun with my yeah, friends. Okay. That's my goal with it. But yeah. if, I don't mean being a player, that'd be kind of cool. But, mm-hmm. I don't know, being a DM for pay is... There are professional DMs? That is actually a thing that <laughs> that's happens. A job. get paid. Um, there's these guys I actually follow on Twitch. Uh, they're called Total Party Chill. Total potty chill? No, to, uh, party. total party. Okay. Total, yeah, total party chill, okay. which is like a, a play on words to total party kill, which okay. is a, something that can happen to your party. It's okay. Like, everyone decay, dies. Where everyone's dead. Okay. The, you know, game's over. <clears throat> you're, all your heroes died in, the, in a barn somewhere. Oh, cool. So yeah. like, total party chill, uh, their DM, his name's Devin, uh, he tends to do corporate retreats. So mm. he'll be brought out to like big industries and yeah. he'll sit and he'll do uh, a DM group for like 15 people on mm-hmm. a table which in itself is insane like usually you want to keep between like five people six people max how many people he did like 15 holy <laughs> yeah but he's been doing it for okay, professionally yeah. for years but he yeah. gets paid to do it like yeah i find it i guess there's a difference in that aspect when you're paid to do something you tend to like put a little bit extra effort into it or mm-hmm. you make things work so it does work yeah well as i find with friends you tend to like you know the, the lenient oh wait i forgot a rule oh don't yeah, worry yeah. about it it's fine yeah we're here for fun that's a real mm-hmm. oh i paid you to be here yeah. to be like the rules master and like mm-hmm. make this thing work hmm. that's so funny and interesting like of uh people are like oh we're losing all these jobs because of technology and then all these new things are making new jobs 
also in weird ways. It's exactly it. Like the fact that the rise of Twitch streaming and all that stuff yeah. has made like <clears throat> now the fact that there's other avenues to, to, to stream on. Like mm-hmm. now YouTube has their own live service. Now uh, Mixer, which is Microsoft's version, has their okay. own live service. And people mm. are taking these and using them to become content creators or broadcasters mm-hmm. in, any, in various ways. Mm-hmm. So like looking at uh, Critical Role, for example, they not only do they do the podcast, but they also do a live stream of Twitch every Thursday. Okay. So if they take a break, they let everyone know, but that's every Thursday. And then uh, Total Party Chill, they run their main campaign every Sunday. Mm, so yeah. it's they have a set schedule and people are like, oh, it's like tuning in to watch your favorite show like mm-hmm. back in the day. <clears throat> and I find with the rates of technology, like these things are just getting more and more in depth. Like yeah. it's getting more easily to like the fact that now uh, when you watch a, a stream, people can put overlays and it has like their health care, like their character portraits and with their health bars. Yeah. So you know how much like they're losing. So it's like it's interactive almost. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you, you had said that you have equipment to do. You have audio equipment and you want to do things. What are, is it anywhere along the lines? What have been some of your ideas of stuff so, you want to do? Yeah, one of the ideas was actually with, uh, uh, at the time with uh, Matt Little and mm-hmm. Mike Levere, we were talking about just doing like an, kind of like a talking podcast where it's just talking about like, you know, the news of today. Like what's okay. something that's happened that's kind of ridiculous or funny or uh, yeah. with a segment of like, oh, like Florida man, <laughs> like yeah. stuff like that. Um, but then after a while, I was thinking about like, you know, doing a and d podcast. Sounds like, like you not? would be perfect for that. <laughs> yeah. Like it just talking about it, like just in general, like even just giving tips and tricks is like with fellow DMs, like mm. kind of like a more of a round table style thing, which does exist now. There's a bunch of, uh, I know uh, one channel on YouTube called Geek and Sundry, they did a thing called like the DMs round table okay. where they got DMs from different professional DMs to like. Um, like starting DMs and just them sitting down and talking about things and how they handle things. Um, And yeah, like I I thought about doing that, but then I don't know. I guess I just always fell through just because I'm like, oh, well, I have to like make sure everyone's okay. I have to make sure the room's are good for acoustics wise. Like yeah. I couldn't just be like, all right, let's just put a mic in the middle and let's see how it goes. Yeah. <clears throat> or you could. Or you could just go to a library and record. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to figure out. Because sometimes they're like, I have been in public places where there's background noise, but I'm like, hey, this I had to hear it. That's true. So now, if you're listening, you have to hear it too. <laughs> you know, that's fair. That's fair. But I know, I've always thought about doing it. But I know I've. Uh, I guess just because of, you know, the surmounting of like ah maybe no one's gonna like it or whatever. It just sure decided to put off the side. Maybe it's a later thing. Yeah, you're you got you've just literally too many D and D games that you're doing. It sounds like that's <laughs> a big part. Obviously, a huge part of your life. Like your your marriage. Like so so many things like that. Yeah. When marriage- did you start playing? As a kid, uh, no, actually, okay. um, I I only started playing D and D back in 20, uh, 2013, 2014. Oh wow, okay, yeah. so not that long ago. But I got like I went it crazy into it. Into it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it wasn't something like I thought of like before. Like when hearing about it, it was always that stigma, right? And yeah, so I was like, oh, it's a bunch of like sweaty nerds in a basement. Sure. No, like well, technically Maybe. now in a campaign <laughs> we are a bunch of sweaty nerds in a basement, <laughs> but <laughs> it happens. Yeah. Uh, but like one of the games that we do, like um, the one I do, we swap around different places every month and mm. go to someone else's house and yeah. they host and then um like we do like a couple of sessions ago we did one where we did it at our place and we got uh, one of those like swedish things uh, it's called a raclette so it's like okay. a, a grill and you put like a bunch of like uh things underneath where you can melt cheese oh, and okay. you pour cheese on top it's like a fondue kind yeah, of yeah yeah um but it's also like a, a mix between like a korean barbecue and a fondue cool so you yeah. cook a bunch of meats but it, like it was just like something put in the middle of the table so that we all like ate and talked and played yeah kind of yeah I find, yeah, I find like now with like D and D and whatnot, it's just an excuse to hang out with friends. Like For it's sure. just another reason to be like, hey, you know, let's get together and hang out. Yeah. <clears throat> because otherwise, there's always like a reason not to. It's always like, oh, you know what, like just going over to your place and doing nothing for a couple hours that seems like a little rough <laughs> but now it's like oh no we're playing a game yeah yeah i'll be over right away <laughs> yeah do characters in the game have conversations like do people just in D D hang out or are they always doing something so that's the thing it's um it's depending on how much level of play you want to go to if some okay. people are just in it for the pure stats they they just like seeing like the numbers and making yeah. them work with like rolling dice some people really like the role play so yeah. people really in depth yeah. like you know it's during the middle of the night you guys are keeping watch let's talk where why are you here why are you doing a a conversation and then you as a player sometimes are going to have to think all right let's do that yeah yeah one of our last sessions um so one of our players is a warlock and his patron 
it's kind of a douche. <laughs> it's going to be real. Uh, but we confronted him about his his patron because it's like, yo, this guy's like seems like legit evil. Like, yeah. why are you following him? It's like, oh, I'm just leeching his power or whatever. But we decided to like fully confront him as a party, almost like an intervention style. Yeah. And it took him aback. I like watching him. He was like, wait a second, like. Uh, like we could tell like he he was starting to get uncomfortable yeah because he was like i didn't think of this through and then we like stop we're like you know we're not actually mad at you right like this is just our characters <laughs> yeah. talking to your character he's like no i get it it just threw me off <laughs> yeah interesting yeah <laughs> interventions indeed <laughs> you never thought it'd be a thing but your character is drinking too many potions <laughs> <laughs> well i had a bad one uh one of my characters his name was uh caspian salazar and he was a swashbuckling pirate nice, and yeah. uh he had an alcohol problem like very severely to the yeah. point of like almost detriment to the party for sure so, yeah so i would be like pissed drunk in the middle of a fight and they're like why why are you drunk i'm like oh you want courage or do you want accuracy you choose yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right i just yeah i love that i love that improv <laughs> aspect of it <laughs> so i'm um, one thing uh, actually i'm looking at your hair right now too <laughs> you dye your hair quite a bit yeah it's been a big thing uh just recently actually it's okay. just more been more of because I'm finally at a place in a job that allows me to. Oh, okay. Because before uh, before this, I used to work for um, a restaurant, and I was a okay. cook for the longest time. And before oh, yeah. that, I was a government worker. Okay. So it never you you're not allowed. Like, restaurant, yes, you could. But I never mm. thought of it because I always mm. had to wear hats. So I was like, man, what am I going to do? I'm going to show off what my hat to everybody? Yeah. So since I've been here, like, at the new studio, it's always been something I wanted to do. So, mm. like, I did it before when I was working at Big Jump. I dyed my hair silver, and that was, like, two years mm -hmm. ago. And then this year, I was like, you know what? I want to do it again. Like, why not? I sent something I've been wanting to do again. So I did silver. And then I got bored of it after a while. I'm like, you know, let's go pink. Yeah. And then after pink, I was like, let's go purple. <laughs> yeah. And I'm thinking about doing it again soon, probably back to silver, because I find silver's been my nicest look. Okay. So far. And Interesting. I find, I find it works well. And I just know that at least when I get old, I'm going to look good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good practice for that. Would you ever be able to dye, like, your beard or anything like that? Or what's the deal with that I kind of thing? I find the beard. Because like, it just grows too fast. For me, it like grows that. fast. Like, uh, I did do Movember this year, so I had, mm. like, a beard like that was almost down to my chest, and I completely shaved it off, like, first November <laughs> yeah. at the studio. It was like we did a time lapse for, yeah. like, videos and whatnot. Um, but for myself, I was just like, you know what? Like, I don't like uh, dyeing a beard. I find I find for myself it looks a little bit tacky. Like, uh, I, I just know it wouldn't look good on me. Mm. That, that's my thing. So... Beard, I would leave it alone just because, yes, like I said, it does grow fast and mm -hmm. it gets long, so I have to wait till it gets to a certain length and then dye it. Yeah. But I'm afraid of putting bleach close to my, like, face sure, here. Like, yeah. I, hair, okay, like, it's still close, but at least, you know, you can, like, wash it off quickly. Like, okay. you're already doing that stuff. But, you know, if it gets in your mouth, if it gets in your nose, I'd rather not. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I, I've never thought, I mean, I can't grow a beard. But <laughs> <laughs> but I was just, yeah, it's interesting just, like, the difference of the color, like, to be so different than your... Oh, mind you, like, my regular <laughs> hair is more like uh, sometimes dirty blonde almost. Mm, like, really? It's, it's weird. Like, it's like sometimes it's dark during the winter. It gets really, really dark. During the summer, it gets really light. Okay. And then my beard, which was weird, um, had lots of light, dark, and red. What? Which <laughs> throws me off because I'm like, there's no gingers in my family. Wow. <laughs> throws me off. I know it's a latent gene and everybody, but, like, come on. You said you wa always wanted to in the other jobs. Is it, like, related to anime or something like that? Or what is the inspiration? Where do you, um, you just, Who have you seen that makes you want to be like, oh, I like I like that look. I want to look like that. To be honest, it was more just, like, it was never because of anime or anything. No. Like, like, I was never really huge into anime except for, like, Dragon Ball sure, Z yeah. when I was a kid. Who wasn't? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, probably some people. <laughs> well, it was probably some people. Yeah. Um, but, like, uh, for myself, like, I never thought about, like, doing my hair, like, because of that. It was more along the lines of, oh, I just want to do it because I'm bored with my hair. Hmm. That, that's the main thing reason why i ended up doing my hair silver back at when i was working at big jump was just like you know what i'm bored let's do something different and when i showed up like people were like oh wow it's cool it's different cool yeah it was like nice getting praised but i just it was more for myself just to like do something different with myself mm -hmm. just because i found like it happens a while like as you get older you get stuck in a rut you get like you know you're not doing what you want to do kind of thing sometimes and in my head i was like you know what? i'm gonna do this for me it's not yeah. for anybody else i'm i'm gonna do it because why yeah. not and like well, i remember it was the same thing when, when i first got my my tattoo um i got the, the tattoo, giant scorpion the giant scorpion on my shoulder <laughs> um and it's my one and only tattoo really yeah it's my one and only one and i decided to go big because i was like why not i'm only gonna get one like if i'm gonna just get one i might as well get a big one wow so and what does that mean to you uh well i'm scorpio so, okay and that's why i wanted to take uh, when i first started thinking about getting a tattoo i started thinking about it when i was in like 10th grade so wow. ways ago and then i finally got it done back in 2008 okay because i was like you know what 
I've been thinking about this for a couple, like five years now. Wow. Screw it. I'm going to get it done. Like, let's just do it. So, yeah. Do you connect to all the things that are around what a Scorpio should be? No, that, not no. the least. No. just look cool. <laughs> and That's the worst thing. It's just like, oh, you know, I'm always going to be a Scorpio. It's not going to change. And then, of course, like looking into the news not too long ago, they're like, oh, you know what? The dates change. I'm like, don't do not do this to me. You're, you're changing my meanings. <laughs> but no, I was never really big into like astrology or whatnot. It was more of just the lines of, oh, well, you know, I want you something that's never going to change. And Scorpions kind of look kind of badass, mm-hmm. especially like the way the guy did this one. He looks very armor plated, but he yeah. also had like a shadow underneath. So it looks mm. like it's actually crawling on your skin. Okay. And so I liked it a lot. But now thinking about like there's other tattoos I want to get. Like there's one I do want to do, which is like more of a sleeve tattoo like, okay. across my left arm instead. And, and what would that be? I, I want it to be like uh, references to things that, you know, have made my personality. So D&D, video games, books, mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. And taking like an iconic thing from each. Yeah. And like making it work that way. Cool. Yeah. I remember seeing your studio had won some, was it like Emmys or stuff like that? Yeah. So uh, currently our studio just won a, a daytime Emmy for uh, the Nickelodeon's The Loud House. Loud so, House. Okay. Yeah, so uh, it's a show that we've been working for, for, we're working on the fourth season currently. Okay. Not you, not or, myself. Okay. I, I'm don't, I'm not on that show myself. Um, that is actually my wife. She's on mm-hmm. that show. She's one of the animators, so she cool. got to be part of the two seasons that got nominated, and then yeah, the one season that won that's it. Awesome. So she was super stoked. She got to take some pictures. So did I. Yeah. <clears throat> so it was a nice day when we, that happened at the studio. They brought it in. Yeah. And we even did like a promotional video. It's like when the Emmy came to the studio. So it was a, nice and funny. And it's actually like uh, heavy. Like it's like a weapon. It could you be a weapon. Don't right? realize like you think like oh it's like probably light. No, sure. like that thing's a it's weapon. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's awesome. What was the nomination for? Uh, best daytime animation. Oh, okay. Yeah, so uh, for kids animation, so it was really nice, like the to put like a, an award attached. Oh, to sorry, not even show. nomination, award. Yeah, award, yeah. yeah. We so we got nominated for like best daytime animation yeah. uh, for kids, and we were able to win the award for it. So it's yeah. pretty dope. And that's amazing. Uh, currently, right now, uh, with a couple of the shows we're working on, we're working on uh, Nickelodeon's Bubble Guppies, and then uh, what was the other show? blanking right now but um bubble guppies which actually just beat out paw patrol for like oh, okay most viewed show at a time so we're like wait we unseated paw patrol what the that's shit? nuts that's the main that's kid a, show i hear that's about the main kid thing right yeah. now and it's like oh wow okay we actually like we're doing quality work wow. i guess so that, or at least kids freaking love fish <laughs> love fish rainbow fish uh True. spongebob ish <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a really, like it's a very very much kid show, kind of like mm. what Paw Patrol is. It's meant for okay. like ki- kindergartners mm-hmm. and younger, right? But it's the fact that now this is being viewed more. It's it's nice to attribute like a a plus to that. You're like, oh wow, like people are really like looking mm. at that. So we're like currently all the shows are working on like two are already in the tops, and then wow. one new show just aired like not too long ago, and that's awesome. And uh, on Netflix, one of our other shows that we worked on, uh, Final Space. Is yeah. that on Netflix as well? Yeah, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. And considering like Jamfield hasn't really done a lot of um, adult-oriented co- shows. So mm. um, <clears throat> looking at uh, Final Space, that was their, like their first foray into it. Mm. So they really got to try it out and do something different. And it worked out really well. Like it did really well. And then we got the second season. So it was really dope to work on the second season as well. Why is Ottawa such a hub right now for all these, like, literally shows I watch and they're on net, they're going on Netflix and HBO and I'm like, my friend worked on these? How? how? To be honest, like, it threw me off too. Like, when I first started, like, learning about the animation industry, I didn't think there was that many studios that were just in Ottawa. Yeah. I think there's five or six, like, in general, just here. Mm -hmm. So it threw me off like crazy. Um, Looking at... Um, what we've worked on, it's it, it's mind-boggling that most of these things aren't like LA or Toronto, but yeah. that's the thing with having a lot of service studios. It's, um, uh, let's say there's not many shows that are going to have like, you know, IPs, like independent products, but we're still going to work on a lot of the shows that get sent out. Um, so working at Big Jump when I worked on like animals, on yeah. family and all that stuff, it was really dope, but it still threw me off. And I think the only reason why is because there is a hub of talent here and there always has been. Huh. Um, it's just that it, but most people don't realize it because they think Ottawa government town. They think sure. it's a, a sleepy town. And yeah. You know, not much things happen. Mm-hmm. But there actually is quite a bit that does happen. It's just that misconception that Ottawa's quiet. But that's why it's so cool because it is smaller than a Montreal or Toronto. There's more room for people to be seen. 
It's, yeah. uh, and it's a great smaller community so everyone gets to know each other and connect and collaborate more I'd say yeah no I'll give that like it's uh, it's a lot of nice things like currently right now especially with, with Jamfield like we're because Jamfield's growing exponentially at mm-hmm. this point so we have our Ottawa studio but then we also opened up uh, a couple I think like two years ago we uh, we took over the old Arc Studios in Toronto and now it's Jamfield Toronto okay so now we have a second studio and we announced uh, not too long ago that we're actually going to be opening up a third studio in Halifax oh wow okay so and finding out also one of these nice things is uh, being an employee in Jamville I can actually transfer to these different places mm. so if ever it's like you know what I need to change the scenery or I need yeah. something different like me and Tab can just be like hey let's go to Halifax and then go live in the Maritimes and we still have our jobs wow <clears throat> yeah that's cool yeah it's a nice incentive <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's great um, all right, so we're going. We're coming into the end of this podcast, and so the way that I end mm-hmm. is I have a series of or a variety of ways that we can end. So I'm going to show you the names of them without the description, and you will just pick which one you'd like to do, and then I'll tell you what that means. Which of those? Be in the now. Be in the now. Ah, oh, nice. Okay, uh, I have a book here that is called The Power of Now. Okay. And so I'm just going to go to this spot that I'm at, and I'm going to get you to read a passage from it. Okay. Um, let's see how... I don't want to make sure it's not, like, that long here. How about creative use? Oh, it's kind of a short one. Yeah, that's okay. Let's go for creative use of mind. Okay. Creative use of the mind. If you need to use your mind for a specific purpose, use it in conjunction with your inner body. Only if you're able to be conscious without thought can you use your mind creatively, and the easiest way to enter this state is through your body. Whenever an answer, a solution, or creative idea is needed, stop thinking for a moment by focusing attention on your inner energy field. Become aware of the stillness. When you resume thinking, it'll be fresh and creative. In any thought activity, make it a habit to go back and forth every few minutes or so between thinking and an inner kind of listening, an inner stillness. We could say, don't just think with your head, think with your whole body. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. What does that mean? (laughs) I would say it's more of like a doing a time of self-reflectiveness. Yeah. Being able to look back at, let's say, your day and kind of thinking about, okay, what did I actually accomplish? Instead of thinking about the negatives, think about your accomplishments. What did you actually do that you're proud of in that day? Don't just think of like, oh, you know, maybe I could have had this interaction gone better. Or, you know, think of like, maybe the interaction went well. Maybe for all you know, that's leading up to another open door. Yeah, okay. It's yeah. I guess sometimes like I feel like I f- you focus so much on on the thing you're trying to do, and then you just uh, you're doing something else. You're cleaning the dishes, and then that's when you come up with the idea later when you're not focused on it. Exactly. Sometimes it's the best thing. Like if you can do something almost monotonous where your mind can mm-hmm. just like kind of shut yeah. off for a little bit. Um, and I'm not even telling like not, not even playing video games or something. Like, yeah. Not even reading a book. Sometimes it's just to find something that you can just literally turn your mind off. So for me. Uh, cooking supper whenever mm. I'm getting everything prepped and cutting things and getting all ready it's a great time for my mind to just shut off and let me think about yeah. like the day and how things I can do to make things better or in the sense like try not to think negatively now yeah. I know especially in this time and age it is very easy to think negatively over a mm-hmm. lot of things and every, everyone's had their fair share of ex- existential crisis sure. when it happens like you know when you're just staring at the wall and you're like I'm, I'm blank like that wall <laughs> it just happens but it's important to always give yourself the accolades that you do need like don't always think negatively over everything it's sometimes good to think about you know what maybe like oh you did well on this project that you just did currently oh you know work was a great day um, like you were telling me before like you had an amazing set at yuck yucks mm-hmm. so why not like celebrate the fact that you did a good set that you mm-hmm. had a good time that you had a good time with friends it doesn't have to be like oh maybe i didn't like deliver this properly yeah there's a moment for self-reflecting and making sure that you've done stuff like properly and wh- however you go about it but if in the end of the day you felt good mm-hmm. and everyone around you felt good as well then that's a win take it seize that win don't think about how it could have been a better win you've won don't you don't have to be a better win yeah yeah no that's awesome thank you so much for picking that one that was i, I love when people pick that it's not every time so, awesome. so thank you so much yeah, yeah this, this, this uh, thanks for coming on this is great talking to you yeah it was awesome man it was really cool i really <laughs> enjoyable doing this yeah and i hope maybe you'll be doing more stuff yeah hopefully <laughs> yeah, all right well official goodbye <laughs> goodbye <laughs>